0: Hi there and welcome back to Conversations with Father Greg. In this episode we have a homily for Sunday, September eighteenth, 2022. Much like last week, today's episode will be grounded in two scripture readings, one from Jeremiah and the other from Luke's Gospel. The Jeremiah reading will be included in the episode, but links to both readings will be found in the description notes for this episode. Please do feel free to click the links and read the scripture passages when you can, as they might help give some more context to the homily. Now let's turn our attention to the reading from the prophet Jeremiah. Jeremiah writes, My joy is gone, grief is upon me, my heart is sick. Hark, the cry of my poor people from far and wide in the land. Is the Lord not in Zion? Is her king not in her? Why have they provoked me to anger with their images, with their foreign idols? The harvest is past, the summer is ended, and we are not saved. For the hurt of my poor people I am hurt. I mourn, and dismay has taken hold of me. Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then has the health of my poor people Not been restored. Oh, that my head were a spring of water and my eyes a fountain of tears, so that I might weep day and night for the slain of my poor people. The Word of the Lord. May I speak to you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The other evening, a few of us were standing around chatting about a common habit that we shared. As we chatted, we realized that we all did something similar. Have you ever driven past your grandparents' home? Maybe the home that you grew up in as a child. Periodically, when I feel a little nostalgic, I'll invite my daughter to jump in the car and we'll go and grab a burger at a burger joint that my family frequented when we were kids. That evening, as we stood around chatting, One of the group joked that when we visited those childhood haunts, the burgers tasted better to us, but not necessarily to the others in our family. It's as if the secret sauce on those burgers was nostalgia or good memories. We get a glimpse of that today in our reading from Jeremiah. Jeremiah paints a picture of a nation of people longing for the good old days. They had lost their land, their temple, and their king. You can hear Jeremiah's heart break for the people of Israel as he cries out to God. My joy is gone, grief is upon me, my heart is sick. Hark the cry of my poor people from far and wide in the land. Is the Lord not in Zion? Is her king not in her? The harvest is past, the summer is ended, and we are not saved. For the hurt of my people I am hurt. I mourn and dismay has taken hold of me. Now, Jeremiah's words were written about 400 years after what many considered to be Israel's golden age, when David was king. The Israelites in Jeremiah's day would have looked back on David's reign with nostalgia and sadness. They would have longed for the good old days when David and his son Solomon were kings over Israel. Israel had been in decline for quite some time, including being in and out of captivity. To quote Jeremiah's own words, Israel's harvest season had been long past, and the summer had definitely ended. Jeremiah is describing a people who would have been longing for healing and renewal. They were a people eager for restoration of a bygone era he describes something that we all know to a certain extent. It's often easier to feel nostalgic about the past than it is to see hope dawning on the horizon. As I read through the rest of today's scripture lessons, I wondered where we might find some balance. Where might we find a glimmer of hope for the future? As I thought about it a bit, I was struck by the connection between our reading from Jeremiah and our reading found in Luke's gospel. In today's gospel reading, we have yet another one of Jesus' more problematic parables. He tells the story of a manager who is found to be dishonest. When confronted with the possibility of losing his livelihood, the man starts cutting deals with everyone he can. Eventually. We're told that the man's employer rewarded the manager's shrewdness. Jesus concludes the parable by telling his audience, And the master commended the dishonest manager because he had acted shrewdly. For the children of this age are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than are the children of light." The man was so desperate to find favor with the person that he worked for that he mustered all his cunning and went to work. Today, I would like to suggest that we might get a new understanding when we put these stories side by side. The last two years have been incredibly difficult for everyone, including faith communities. It might be easy for us to look at our past reminiscing about bygone glory days. There have likely been times when we might have been tempted to despair for the future. But that's not the whole story. I'm reminded of a friend who was wont to say that the past is prologue. And she was right. But the prologue is only the very beginning of the story. We can't give up on the book at the end of the prologue. We need to move on to the next chapter. Let's not forget about this parable that Jesus offered his disciples. At first blush, Jesus paints this business manager as the bad guy. But with a quick role reversal, the man is praised for his savvy nature and business acumen. Jesus challenges his disciples by telling them that they should be a bit more like this man, in the way that they dealt with their generation. Be shrewd and persistent in practicing the things of God. But what does this mean for us today? Maybe it means learning to engage with people using the same kind of grace that Jesus was actually criticized for. It's the kind of grace that we see in the three parables that immediately precede the one that we read today. Jesus described a shepherd who left 99 sheep to seek one that was lost. He also spoke about a woman who threw an expensive party to celebrate finding one lost coin. And then there's the parable of the prodigal son, in which the father welcomed back the son who had spent his father's wealth on all the wrong people. The same kind of thing that Jesus had a reputation for doing. It's what someone once referred to as, Prodigal grace. The shrewdness that Jesus calls for is about building up the kingdom of God by a kind of forgiving love that will never seem fair or just to a world that insists that everything has to be either earned or paid for. This kind of love and forgiveness has been a recurring theme in our gospel readings over the last few weeks. It's about building relationships and helping others connect with God. Just like the manager in Jesus' parable, we each have been entrusted with things that are not truly our own, and we are being called to account for their use. The manager in Jesus' parable was prepared to go to extreme measures, and Jesus implied that we, as disciples, should be prepared to do likewise. Many of you may know that I'm a bit of a movie buff. The movie... The Untouchables was released in 1987. Kevin Costner plays Elliot Ness, Sean Connery plays Chicago police officer Jim Malone, and Robert De Niro plays Al Capone. Elliot Ness recruits Chicago police officer Jim Malone into his fight against crime and corruption. During a quiet moment in a church, Connery's character asks Ness, How far he is prepared to go to seek out justice. Connery pushes and pushes his point, implying that Ness will have to go much farther than he ever thought necessary to accomplish his desired task. And I think there's something in there for us today as church. How far are we prepared to go? Today, we are asked to consider what we are prepared to give up so that other people might have a genuine encounter with God. Are there any grudges or other hurts in our personal relationships that we need to relinquish? Collectively, as church, do we have traditions that form barriers for others? Jesus' call to shrewdness is a call to break down whatever barriers necessary brick by brick, so that others might encounter God. The kind of shrewdness that Jesus calls for in this parable demands that we each learn to go beyond our liturgies, our traditions, and even our buildings. If we truly want our church to grow, then we each need to learn to engage people with the kind of shrewd compassion that Jesus did. You see, True Christianity has never been about demanding that people pay the debts that they owe to God. It's never been about that. In fact, it's about exactly the opposite to that. We need to become the kind of people who acknowledge our own brokenness and our own need for forgiveness, and then extend God's forgiveness and compassion to broken people who need it most. To quote Martin Luther, We must become like beggars showing other beggars where we found bread. Let's pray. O God, anoint us with the healing spirit of consolation and joy, so that we may rejoice in the richness of your love and be faithful stewards of your many gifts.